0: Now, by studying the physical basis of thought, you and I can gain insight into the mechanisms behind human cognition.
1: Welcome to Mind Matters with Dr. J.A. Jones. Dr. Jones is the head pastor of the Faith Community Church of God in Orange Park, Florida. Relationships, finances, our spiritual life, whatever it is, our problems start within, in our mind. Dr. Jones explores mental wellness through the application of God's word in our lives. It's just what the doctor ordered. Let's join him now and dig into Mind Matters, because your mind matters to God.
0: Thank you for being with me today. Mind Matters with myself. I'm so excited to pick up and share with you something very, very vital as it relates to life. Now, last week we talked about defeating debt is possible. A financial freedom journey. And I want you to know all things are still possible to those that believe. Today we're going to talk about mental makeover. Recrafting your cognitive canvas. That's the goal, really. Uh, my wife loves to watch housing shows. Any show that deals with a house. HDTV. She can be there five hours without blinking. But I remember one in particular called Extreme Makeover. I think Ty Pennington was the host back in the day, and they would go into a community, talk to a family, hear their story, sad story or story of overcoming the odds, and they would be moved from the heart, and they would make over their home. And then they would send them away for a few days and come back, and all of a sudden they would move the bus, and the people will look at their brand new home from the inside out, actually look at the outside first, then they go to the inside. Today, as we talk about mental makeover, I want to address inside, out. I'm not going to focus on the outside in. That's important, but we're going to recraft your cognitive canvas, and it's so important for us to understand and Stick with me for the next few moments as we embark on a self-discovery journey and transformation and how we're going to explore the art and science of thinking. Because the first thing I want to share with you, science of thought, that's what I'm calling it, the science of thought. Because our thinking processes are deeply rooted in our brains, complex interactions of neurons and neurotransmitters, if you didn't know that, but through the integration of neuroscience and psychologies, scientists have made significant strides to understand how thoughts are formed, processed, and turned into actions. The intricate network of neural connections allows us to store memories, we make decisions, and guess what? We create new ideas. Now, by studying the physical basis of thought, you and I can gain insight into the mechanisms behind human cognition. I love what the principle in Proverb tells us. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. That's Proverbs 23 and 7. Most of us don't know who we are. Most of us don't know what's in us until it comes out of us. A lot of times we don't understand the science behind thought and you don't have to, but you know that you think right. Studies suggest that we think 50 to 70,000 thoughts a day. (laughs) Listen to me. Did you hear what I said? 50 to 70,000 thoughts a day. Now, how many of those thoughts are repetitive from yesterday? They say 80 to 90% of the same thoughts. So we find ourselves going around the same path, going in the same cycle, going in the same direction, and we just don't like it. But today, you can change it. You can have a mental makeover from the inside out. Another principle says, which is a common one that I love in Romans chapter 12, verse two, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Think of your mind as a garden. Just like a gardener tends the soil and nurtures plants to yield fruitful harvests, you and I can cultivate our thoughts to produce positive outcomes. Science teaches us that our thoughts shapes our actions, so choose your mental seeds wisely. It's very important to do that. Now. The second thing I want to say is there's a power of patterns. The first thing I just said was the science of thought. I want you to know, number two, there's power of patterns. Our brains are highly adept in recognizing the forming of patterns from recognizing faces to deciphering certain types of language. Right. The ability to identify and interpret patterns. It is special fundamental to our thinking and processes patterns do not only help us make sense of the world but also allows you and i to anticipate future events based on past experiences patterns are not always bad patterns can be good because we are wired circuits patterns and habits patterns are just repetitions of certain things that we do on a regular basis now once we recognize patterns We can extract the meaning. We can look back and draw certain conclusions. And you and I can probably solve problems more efficiently. Psalms 139 tells us, and I want y'all to know to understand the power of patterns. You and I are fearfully and wonderfully made by God. Now, that word fearfully talks about reverently. Everybody has been created to worship. You're going to worship something. I don't care who you are. At some point you are. My prayer, you worship God. Now, the God that I'm talking about is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But wonderfully, when it talks about wonderfully in this passage in Psalms 139, it is literally talking about in intricate detail. I know some people don't like how they look. That's why they go to the plastic surgeon. (laughs) Do you like how you look? Please love yourself, right? If I don't say nothing else that you can draw some value today, Love yourself. Your nose, it may be small. It may be big. You may have big lips, small lips. You may be tall, short, round, skinny, slim, short stuff. They say there's good things in small packages. I don't know. I'm tall. But (laughs) either way, love who you are. Love what God made. Love every part of your being. Another scripture says, lift up your eyes on high that's in Isaiah 40 and 26, who created these. God created you. Imagine reading a book. Your brain recognizes patterns in the letters and words, allowing you to effortlessly grasp the story's meaning. That's God. That's God's handiwork inside of us. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. Now, similarly in life, when you recognize patterns, it can help you to anticipate situations. It can make You understand certain decisions, and I guarantee you, you'll find certain meanings in the tapestry of life. Y'all know when you wake up in the morning, what do you do first? Some of you go to the restroom. Some of you put on your clothes. I guarantee if you put on pants or if you put on certain items, your socks or shoes, you put on the same one every time. Do that tomorrow. Check it out. Right? Some of you get up and you stumble into the kitchen because the first thing you got to do is get some coffee. <laughs> I guarantee you, you can do it with the lights out. You don't even turn on the lights. You just walk in there slowly and put on a coffee pot or put whatever you do and make your coffee because it's a pattern and it has become a habit, right? So you got to understand the science of thought, the power of patterns. The third thing I want to share with you today is habits and automatic thinking. Much of our lives every day occurs on autopilot, right? In the airplane, they call it the cybernetic system. If the pilot put the airplane on autopilot, the cybernetic system, if it deviates from that uh, pathway or the direction the plane is trying to go based on windage, based on turbulence, Automatic pilot system um, recalculates and makes sure the plane stays on course. Guess what? You and I on autopilot, right? Driven by deep-seated habits and automatic thoughts and processes our cognitive shortcuts in our life and our brain helps us to navigate familiar situations without expending excess mental effort. It's like on autopilot. You get in the car, you don't think about it. You put, you press the button, or you put the key in the an issue, and you back up, and you keep on going. I've left my house <laughs> and went to the church or went to a certain place that I go every day. I don't even think about it. I go through that light, go through that light, make that turn, and all of a sudden, I'm there. But even if I want to go to somewhere different, if I go to somewhere different, I say, whoa, I need to make a stop. I have inevitably woke up and guess where I found myself? At the place I normally go. And I have to turn around and go back to an unfamiliar place like the store. I go to Publix. I had to get something. I have done that so many times because my patterns are set. I'm on autopilot and we all are. We have habits and it helps us and it can hurt us too. But we got to cultivate an awareness of our brain And actively engage in reflective thinking. Let me say that one more time. We have to engage in reflective thinking. Because today is about mental makeover, right? We're talking about how to recraft your cognitive canvas. We all have a canvas. The canvas has been laid from childhood to adulthood. The foundation has already been set. But if you want to have a mental makeover, just like Ty Pennington on Extreme uh, Home Makeover, He really does an incredible job by leading that campaign. So today I want to help you to understand how you and I, we all need it. We all need to make over our mind in a positive way instead of a negative way. One scripture talks about as it relates to habits and automatic thinking, for I do not do the things that I want to do, but the evil that I do not want to do I find myself doing that. That is in Romans chapter seven. I love it, right? This is Apostle Paul. He's saying, when I go to do good, evil is present. Then I find myself doing the thing that I did not want to do because of what's going on inside of me. I love one scripture. It helps us to kind of reshape our thinking in Philippians chapter four. It says in verse eight, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever things are true, honest, noble, just, impure. Think on these things. Reflective thinking, it's so powerful. We have to deeply think on it, not surface way, not be shallow, but be deep about it, meaning get emotional about it. Make sure you really wanna go in that direction. You gotta consider your routines, The fourth thing I want to talk about today is the role of your emotions. Emotions, 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 emotions. Emotions are so important. Wow, they play a vital role in shaping our thinking. People today that I meet or people that you have met over the years, you can look at them and you can probably say, They are emotional, something is going on with them. Most people have a tendency to live by their emotions versus by logical thinking or critical thinking. I think that's God's plan as relates to the role of emotions. That's the fourth thing I'm sharing with you because emotions play a vital role in shaping our thinking. They influence our actions, our memory, and guess what? Our decision-making process. Because some people make emotional decisions, and guess what? They really regret it. I know it. Positive emotions are important, like joy and curiosity. So understand emotion and how it works in our life. Understand that today.
1: Dr. Jones is the pastor of Faith Community Church of God in Orange Park, reaching a hurting world with the love of Jesus. We thank you for listening to Mind Matters and we encourage you to show support for the many community outreach ministries that Dr. Jones and Faith Community Church tend to. You can give at Faith Community's website, faithccop.org, or just text Money Sign and the amount you want to give to 833 435 8022. That's 833 435 8022. We are blessed to be a blessing. Now let's get back to the program.
0: So as we keep, listen, if you keep positive emotion, it's going to help you as it relates to your creativity. It keeps your mind open. While negative emotions like fear, anger, can narrow our focus and limit our ability to consider alternative viewpoints. Your mind is closed. I think God wants our mind to be open. Remember, today it's all about mental makeover. So recognizing and regulating our emotions can greatly impact the quality of our thinking and decision making because we must pay attention to what we give our attention to. Above all else, guard your heart, the Bible says in Proverbs chapter four, right? Guard your emotions. Guard who you really are because out of it flows the issues of life. You have to guard and protect what's valuable Ephesians tells us something also Ephesians chapter 4 in your anger do not sin do not let the sun go down while you are still angry how many people are doing that today a lot of folk you know if you go to bed angry you're going to wake up angry if you go to bed in a certain state of being you're going to wake up that way so do not give any foothold to the devil That's what Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26 and 27 talks about. Think of a time when you felt a rush of excitement. Notice how you focused and how sharpened you really were. Your creativity flourished when you felt a rush of excitement. Conversely, now recall a moment of your frustration when your thoughts became clouded, right? By recognizing emotional impact, you and I can navigate them wisely and we can effectively enhance our thinking process. People do not critically think. The role of emotions are key. The fifth thing I wanna talk about today, I call it metacognition and self-reflection. Now, metacognition refers to having the ability to think about what you're thinking about, right? (laughs) Who does that? Who does that? Listen, are you doing that today? Are you thinking about what you're thinking about? I hope you are. That helps you to have that self-awareness, self-reflection. And you have that ability to monitor and to regulate our cognitive, your cognitive. All of us, we have that cognitive process, our mental processes. When we engage in metacognition practices, such as like think about setting goals, evaluating how you think, and implementing strategies, What about seeking feedback? We all need feedback. We all need some level of critique. We all need some understanding from someone else. And what this really does, it enhances our learning ability and problem-solving strategies. And it helps us to make better decisions. It gives us that ability. I love that term, metacognition. That's me, uno, and self-reflection. We do not do that enough. So we talked about, listen, if you're just tuning in to this radio show, I'm glad you did. We're talking about mental makeover, how to recraft your cognitive canvas. We dealt with the science of thought, the power of patterns. We dealt with habits and automatic thinking. We dealt with the role of our emotions. Now we're talking about metacognition and self-reflection. That is so key. The Bible tells us in Psalms 19, It's a common verse, but I'm going to tell it to you anyway. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Here's another principle. Examine yourselves in the book of Corinthians to see whether you are in the faith. That means you're testing yourself. We all go to the doctor. I hope we do. And you get an examination once a year. You get an annual one. Sometimes you got to go twice. If they find something wrong, they got to send you to a specialist. So it's nothing wrong with going to a physician to get a physical examination. Now, I'm talking about a mental examination today, a mental makeover. Because our goal today is to help you to recraft your cognitive canvas. Because a foundation has been laid. Sometimes the foundation that we have had in our life growing up is faulty. It's not right. So I want to help you to get your life right. So we have to think about what we're thinking. The last thing is this, cultivate diverse perspective. Now, our thinking is greatly enriched by engaging with diverse perspectives and ideas. I know I'm not the only one on planet Earth, right? You're not the only one. So we must expose ourselves to different people, different cultures, disciplines, viewpoints, that could widen our horizon. And guess what that would do? It stimulates creativity and it can challenge our assumptions. Now, I was in the military for 25 years. I have been around different cultures from all over the world. I can say today I'm better because of it. I have been in ministry for almost 40 years, I've been a part of different cultures as well. I can say I'm better because of it. I think life is like a jigsaw puzzle. Listen to this. If you ever did a jigsaw puzzle, 500, 1,000 piece puzzle, each piece is different and it's shaped different. But once you put those jigsaw puzzles together, it paints a picture of something. It could be a house. It could be a car. It could be animal but it paints a picture we are all part of the puzzle of life and we can learn from each other the bible says iron sharpeneth iron so one sharpens another i love what galatian tells us about it there's neither jew nor greek there's neither slave nor free there's neither male and female but you are all one in Christ Jesus. That's Galatians chapter 3 verse 28. It's important to know that you have to hang around people to get a better perspective of life. Some people just have tunnel vision. They're just looking straight ahead. They don't want to look left or look right. It's all right at a certain time. But God created diversity. Have you ever seen the rainbow? The rainbow Yes, the rainbow. <laughs> I love the rainbow. And most of the time, the rainbow comes after a storm, after a rain or whatever it may be. I was in Orlando celebrating my wife's graduation and all of those things. And guess what we saw out of our window? A rainbow. And we took a picture of it. And that's biblical. It's in the Bible, right? We know God is coming back one day, but I talk about that another day. But we have to cultivate diverse perspectives. Think about a book club. Have you ever been a part of a book club where members come from various backgrounds and y'all discuss, and guess what? New ideas are sparked, allowing each to see the story in multiple angles, engaging in diverse perspectives. I guarantee you, if you're open-minded, it'll cultivate a mental environment where innovation And you'll find yourself being maybe enlightened and you may find yourself growing because we sharpen one another. We encourage one another. Some people are sharper than others. Oh, yes. In the toolbox, there's some tools that are sharper than other tools, right? And sometimes you got to go back and sharpen some. You got to put some friction in there. You got to sharpen your knife. You got to sharpen your blade. And that's what life is all about. Being sharpened by someone else. And guess what? and you'll find yourself sharpening someone else because we're here for one another. If you're just tuning in, I want you to know this is a powerful show today. We're talking about mental makeover. I think we all need a mental makeover. Every day, I need my mind to be renewed. Every day, I want to allow my cognitive canvas to be better and better because we can go from bad to better and best. I made a lot of bad decisions. I want to make better decisions, but one day I'm going to make the best decision. The science of thought is so powerful. The power of patterns. Our brains are highly adept to recognizing and forming patterns. The third thing we talked about today is as it relates to mental makeover. I love that show. My wife loved that show. A lot of people love that extreme makeover show by Ty Pennington. I know it's Not done today, Uh, but that's a powerful example of a makeover in the natural, but I'm talking about a mental makeover in your mind and also spiritual. Your emotions play a big role. That's the fourth thing I talked about today. Emotions (laughs) are vital, right? Some people are too much in themselves because they're too emotional. Do you know anybody too much in themselves? Now, you can look at a person. You can see they stuck on themselves. That's the wrong place to be, right? You may talk to them for a minute, but you're probably not going to hang around them too long because the Bible says evil communications corrupt good morals. I used to be an angry guy. Listen to me. I'm talking from experience. I was an angry teenager. I was an angry young adult. And I made people around me, I made their life miserable. And then I read in the Bible one day, it tells me do not hang around angry people that now that convicted me i said god help me not to be angry guess where i had to look in my past in my childhood it happened in my childhood and i had no clue how it happened until i looked back and saw what happened if we don't address things in life it will address us and we'll look like where we've been versus where we need to go Because God has a plan for a life. His plan is good and not evil. Guess what? As you're listening, sir, ma'am, his plan is to give you hope and bring an expected end to your life. Because God is the one that declares the end from the beginning. We talked about metacognition. Think about what you're thinking about. Have self-reflection every day. I reflect Every day, I cannot function if I don't reflect on where I am, where I've been, and where I want to go. Cultivating diverse perspectives is paramount to us becoming better and not going to a worse place. God's plan is for us to be better and not bad. Because, as somebody said, I can do bad all by myself. But I want you to know you're not by yourself any longer. Get in a group of people, surround yourself with the right company. I guarantee you, you'll find yourself going in an incredible positive direction. Because today, you know what it takes to have a mental makeover, right? You know how to recraft your cognitive canvas. Now, Your life will go in a different direction. And guess what? Your future looks better than you do right now. Say this with me. My future looks better than I do right now. One more time. My future looks better than it does right now. Because every day you're getting better. And I know that. Thank you for being with me today. Now I look for you being with me next week. Now, next week, we're really going to dive into the mind. We're going to talk about how the mind works. Stay tuned.
1: Thanks for tuning into another episode of Mind Matters with Dr. J.A. Jones. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 5 p.m. right here on Praise 107.9 for more insightful discussion about how God's Word can get our minds right. You can also hear Dr. Jones preach in person Sundays at 11 a.m. at Faith Community Church of God at 1268 Gano Avenue in Orange Park, Florida 32073.